Welcome to another edition of the Purple Talk podcast on NBC Sports California, brought to you by Wendy's. I am James Ham. This week we have a special midweek podcast. Harrison Barnes, uh, Sacramento Kings starting small forward, was kind enough to join us. It's very unusual you get players after a long season, especially one like this where things went sideways and pandemics and breaks and bubbles and some struggles in the bubble. Uh, but Barnes was nice enough to drop by and have a conversation with us, a ranging conversation. We talked about the coronavirus, how it hit him, his wife, and his mom. We talked about the team's performance in Orlando and really who should take blame for that. We talked about Vlade Divac, the Kings general manager that departed right after the bubble experience was over and walked away. Uh, and then we'll talk about Harrison Barnes, uh, his beard and his hair, uh, which he did not cut for 250 days after making a pledge that he would not shave until the Kings got to 500. Of course, the Kings went on to lose eight straight after that, uh, and it changed to he wouldn't shave until the Kings got to 500 or the playoffs. Uh, it did not happen, but uh, Barnes stayed true to his word until the end of the season. And when the rosters were reset back to zero, uh, he did some work on his, on his face and his on his head and, and got himself a clean look. So let's get, jump right into it. Harrison Barnes on the Purple Talk podcast. Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, what's going on, Harrison? How have you been? Good, man. How about you Good. Um, you know, I, we're, all, we're all settling back in after the bubble. I, I think that would be where I would start. Um, just coming home, you were gone for five weeks. What what's this last week been like for you? Just trying to get back to some sort of uh, sense of normalcy uh, back in Sacramento or or wherever you are at this moment. Yeah, no, it's been um, <clears throat> it's been good. I mean, to go from kind of you know quarantine, getting past COVID to you know intense, highly focused you know, basketball to fully letting go of the, of the season after, you know, hiatus before that. Um, it was definitely an emotional roller coaster, but, you know, it was good to, to settle in, appreciate family, and to, to be home. You know, we talked about this a little bit while you were back in the bubble, but just how difficult was this entire situation for you? Uh, I know we talked to De'Aaron at one point, and he said, look, um, Harrison and Brittany are like the most cautious people ever. So for them to get COVID was something that was just out, you know, it was crazy for them, for the, for your teammates, but, um, you are a cautious guy. You are, you aren't someone who's out there, but then you, you got it just like so many other Americans and just sort of that journey of trying to walk through, uh, this process, get into a bubble, uh, leave your family behind. Just how difficult was this whole thing um, for you guys to sort of wrap your head around? No, it was it was definitely um, you know very difficult. I think you know when we initially got it, um, you know the kind of the first thing was you know what's what's next, what you know what happens, and then kind of seeing how you know, the virus played out and you know, my wife getting very sick. Um, you know, I was dealing with that. Um, it was, it was a scary experience. So look, I want to get to a couple other things. Um, you know, first and foremost, 
you guys have been so incredibly generous. I mean, if you type in uh, charitable work by Harrison Barnes, um, it, it start, it's there's like a huge, huge Google search that happens. Um, but specifically for uh, for the restart, you and Brittany jumped in fully on this. You know, not only did you uh, give $200,000, but it was very specific in the way that you did it. Uh, walk me through that process of choosing eight different uh, groups that you, you thought could really use uh, a boost and sort of the meaning behind it for you guys. Yeah, you know, I think that, you know, when the bubble was was kind of coming into form and, you know, we, we talked about, you know, the union and Lee talked about playing games and there was a bigger movement going on outside of that. There was so much civil unrest because of um, the deaths of George Floyd, Brianna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery. So, you know, for me, you know, I thought it was important to not only have say their names on the back of my jersey, um, to not only highlight the victims' lives, but also the families um, that are left to move forward without them, but to also highlight those families that are, are trying to make change, that are starting foundations, so that not only, one, education is um, presented um, about these injustices that are going on, but two, um, to also reach out to other other families that are potentially in those in those same situations that are struggling with the, the loss of a loved one and or trying to, you know, protect their kids moving forward. So that's why for each of the eight games, you know, we try to pick a different foundation uh, that was focused on different words. Some of them, you know, had overlapping uh, messages and, and missions, but for the most part, we tried to um, find different stories that one resonated with, you know, Brittany and I, but two, um, that were doing good work. Now, do you feel like through this, do you feel like you're finding your voice? Because, I mean, again, we've talked in the past, I, you do so much work for the, the Boys and Girls Club, which has a huge, huge place in your heart. You also do a lot back in Ames, Iowa. I know that. Um, but does this feel like more of a moment where you personally are, are finding your voice and being able to go out and, and make change? I mean, you're on CNN with Don Lemon. Uh, you're, you're sort of out in front of this uh, to a certain degree. You know, I think the biggest thing I've learned, um, we're just talking to different activists, organizers, um, professors, all these different people, um, it's just really to educate yourself. And, you know, I find that the more I'm able to learn, the more that I'm able to witness and, and talk with people, talk with families, things like that, um, I'm able to have more confidence in terms of speaking out and knowing that, you know, there is a place for me to use my platform um, and to shed light on injustices or bring awareness to different things. But there's also, you know, a period of time when it's important to uplift and support and stand behind those who are actually in the field doing work. So um, I've definitely been learning throughout this entire process. You know, to shift gears a little bit, Harrison, um, you guys, you didn't have the eight games that you wanted. I mean, clearly, uh, but mm -hmm. you've had a, a sort of a, a little bit of time to get away from it. Just what struck you as something that uh, I know a lot of people that I've talked to think that that first game against San Antonio really just knocked the wind out of your sails. But overall, what struck you from 
just your team's performance and and how do you how do you move forward from that and not have it be sort of a hangover situation? I think just understanding um, playoff atmosphere and playoff intensity. You know, a lot of those games that we played had those um, had those things associated with it. The attention to detail, the scouting report, all these different things. So I think from that perspective, it was a learning experience for us if we choose to take those lessons in and, and, and move forward with them. Um, otherwise, you know, we're going to be in the same situation of, you know, last thing, the things that have played this last couple of years, you know, slow start, um, kind of finding our way, you know, once again, it's already started. Now you don't, you've never struck me as someone who plays a blame game. I mean, you guys as players, you feel like a lot of this was, was specifically just on, on your play. And I mean, there's a, a lot of reasons for that. Um, you know, I always, Paul Westfall used to say there are reasons and there are excuses. Um, but you know, four of your players getting COVID is, is a reason for you to come out and have a slow start. Uh, De'Aaron Fox rolling his ankle, you know, just, we can keep going down the list of things that happened to you guys, but as players, I mean, the ownership of this comes on you guys, right? No, of course. I mean, I think I said this, I forgot which game it was, but, you know, it doesn't really matter what, what scheme you have. You know, you can you have the best motivational speech. You can do all these different things. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, it's on us as players to, one, go out there and guard the ball, and two, go out there and make shots. And it's just there's just no other way around that. So, you know, like I said uh, before, you know, it starts with you know, personal responsibility. Everyone looking in the mirror and saying, you know, I can speak for myself and say I felt like I got better every game that, that went on, but, you know, I wasn't at my best in the first game. So, you know, you have to own that and you have to, you know, move forward from there. Yeah, the the franchise is moving forward. They're they're doing something different. Just do you have any, any thoughts on Vlade and sort of his, his uh, tenure here? And, you know, he's the guy that traded for you. He's a guy that... Um, signed you to a, a lucrative new contract, uh, and he's no longer there. Um, but do you have any any thoughts on on the process here? What's happening? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm definitely um, I'm thankful for all that body's done, not only for me but for the Kings. I mean, looking, I remember where this franchise was in in 2012 uh, when I was first drafted here. So you know, I think with the talent that he's brought in. Um, the work he's done, you know, he definitely set this franchise up um, to be successful. And it's, it's unfortunate that, you know, you won't be able to see it through, but you know, that's part of the business. Um, you know, Joe Dumars is a guy that um, I've known for, I've known for a while, um, you know, respected voice in this league. And, you know, I'm sure he'll do, you know, what's best, you know, for this franchise moving forward. All right. Now, Harrison, I, I've asked you about this a couple of times because um, I know you're like a clean cut dude. Like <laughs> everything about you tells me you're straight, straightforward, <laughs> clean cut dude. Um, but the beard got mangy, man. It got it got crazy on you. Uh, and to me, I think it, it speaks volumes to your leadership because um, not many people would make a pledge uh, about. Uh, not shaving and then go into a global pandemic and continue that pledge all the way through. But 
why don't you give me an update on your facial hair? And uh, I think you've partnered with Schick, right? Uh, you're going to do something here, right? We're going to clean this thing up. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, you know, the intent was never that, you know, it would, it would go this long. You know, I'm thinking, <laughs> you know, three or four games max. Um, but it was something that I wanted to do because, and I did, I do have faith, you know, in our squad. And, and I want to guys to know that, anything is possible in this league. We can achieve anything that we want. And you know, I'm going to be a man by my word and stick by this. So, you know, after the season, you know, I, was, I was happy to partner with, with Hydro to, uh, you know, get my face cleaned up. And, you know, I ended up shaving into my, my goatee that I normally have. And I love it. You know, I feel good. And, you know, they have so many products that whether, you know, you want the traditional five-blade razor uh, with the skin guard, or you want more of the, the power trimmer uh, with the adjustable lengths. You know, they have it all, and they still able to use it. Yeah, they, they sent me some product, Harrison, just so you know. I, too, have been growing out facial hair. Uh, I got some product just to to shave down my goatee, which I've let grow and get out of control. Uh, but I, I think, which you know, if you look at the journey of, of your facial hair, um, it really does kind of it, – it opens your eyes, right, to – just how uh how uncertain everything is in the nba and uh, to me i thought it really did speak volumes about your character that you decided not to shave it the the entire time so i appreciated it even if i'm sure Brittany did not um but i appreciated it <laughs> i appreciate you man yeah all right well thanks for thanks for hanging out man uh and i hope all you guys are well i'm glad you've cleared the covid stuff and uh and you guys are able to move forward so glad to hear you guys are healthy i appreciate the time man thank you hopefully you stay safe as well